0: okay good let's get into today's word let's get into today's word did you get that praise god now today we're talking about seven hindrances to prayer seven hindrances to prayer are you ready let's pray father in jesus name We thank you Lord for this time, the privilege that we have of being able to come together to study and fellowship around your word. I make it known that I'm not trusting or depending on my limited human abilities to minister to these people, but I'm trusting on you Holy Spirit because you are the most qualified teacher Therefore, I surrender and submit myself to you that you may speak through my mouth, through every heart, removing fear, removing confusion. I thank you, Lord, for supernatural recall of the scriptures. And I believe that your word will flow accurately with power and authority unhindered and distracted by any demonic forces in Jesus' mighty name. And Father, will be careful to give you alone the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that will be revealed and accomplished through your word in this morning's teaching in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, that here at GWCFC, we are not only hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. Thank you for the privilege I have of being a servant as I serve your family this morning with this word, their breath, bread of life that changes lives in Jesus name we pray and everybody say amen. Come on turn to someone and say I'm ready to receive the word of God so please don't distract me amen tell them I didn't come here to listen to you if if I was here to listen to you you'll be standing in the front there but I still love you God is good, amen? Number one. Number one. The number one reason on the number one hindrance to prayer is a lack of it. It's a lack of it. But not just a lack of it, a consistent lack of prayer. So I wrote here, Not praying consistently. Not praying how? So if you are not praying consistently, then how are you praying? Casually. 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 What is to pray casually? That is to pray based on how you feel. That is to pray only when there is a reason or a need. That is to pray when... That is when your prayer is dependent on your flesh. And when your flesh says, do not pray, you do not pray. And if your flesh says, pray, you are in trouble, you need God, that's when you pray. Now, that hinders our prayers. That hinders our prayers. Let's go to Colossians 4, verse number 2. Colossians 4, verse number 2 gives us an idea on how we are expected to pray. Are you there? Colossians 4, verse 2. We don't have scriptures today. Everything is blank. You know, after I get so excited, Pastor Paul, that, you know, I'm on the screens. Uh. Mm? Oh, yes. But what am I going to point? <laughs> a point. <laughs> All right. Um, Colossians four verse two. It says, there, continue." What does the word "continue" mean? Huh? never stop. What does "continue" mean again? Another, another one. Another, another definition for "continue." Carry on. Carry on. Someone say something there. Proceed. Proceed. Do not, do not cease. Do not stop. Amen. What is he saying? Continue way? Come, come. Let's walk on the screens, guys, please. It says here, continue earnestly in prayer. Now, if God comes to you and says, continue in prayer, that means, according to God, you've been praying. He's not saying, start praying. He's saying, continue prayer, which means we have to already have been in prayer. So he says, continue. Don't stop. Amen. Say say this to me. Say God expects me to always be in prayer. So if he says continue in prayer, it means prayer is something that I do all the time. Amen. He says continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant. Say prayer, prayer. makes me vigilant. Now, to be vigilant is to be aware. Amen? To be aware. What are you aware of? You are aware of the ways of God. You are aware of the things of the Spirit. Amen? If you do not pray, you'll be blind when it comes to the things of the Spirit. You will not be aware of the things in the Spirit. You won't be aware of the devil attacking you. You won't even be aware when God is using you or God is, you know, leading you or involved with you, you won't be aware of it, you are ignorant. Because you are not in prayer. Prayer makes you vigilant, it keeps you aware, it makes you, it keeps you on guard. You know, the Bible says we must be like a bodyguard, we must be vigilant, we must be on guard, we must be aware, we must not be ignorant, amen? Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it, being vigilant in prayer. Be aware in prayer. Prayer makes you aware and we are also supposed to be aware in it. So in other words, we don't just pray for the sake of praying. Uh Uh-uh. We are, our eyes are open in prayer. Not these eyes that I'm talking about. Your spiritual eyes. Amen? We, we, We are aware of things in prayer as we are praying. Look at Luke 21. Luke 21. Luke 21. Verse 36. Are you there? Luke 21, verse 36. Watch therefore. What, What must we do? Watch therefore and pray always. Say, when I pray, I am watching. Say, prayer enables me to see. Say, prayer opens my eyes. It removes blindness. He says here, watch therefore and pray how many times? always here's another confirmation again god wants us to pray how always not sometimes always amen family first thessalonians chapter 5 first thessalonians chapter 5 It says here, pray without. Pray without? What is cease? To stop. Pray without stopping. Say this. God don't want me to stop praying. So you can't get tired of praying. Anjali. That song sounds like it's a complaining song to me. Njalo, njalo, siatandaza, sianigela, amen? Tina, we have to. The Bible says we should. That is how we live. I wrote here, prayer keeps us in constant fellowship with God. Think about it. We fellowship with God in prayer. Now, now we're not talking about how to pray. That's another topic for another day. We fellowship with God by praying. Say, when, pray, when I pray, I'm in fellowship with God. So that already tells you that your prayer cannot always just be about the things that you want God to do for you, right? Because imagine if whenever I fellowship with you, it's all about me telling you what I want. That's not a good relationship, am I right? Say, I fellowship with God by praying. There's another scripture that says, man ought to always pray. Where is the scripture? Men ought to always pray. Men is supposed to always pray. Please, someone search for it. Put it on the screen if you can. Men ought to always pray. Huh? Look, look what? Look 18-1. Look 18-1. Can we put it on the screen? Look 18 Men ought to always pray. Look eighteen one. There. Can you see that? Man ought to, he could have said, "Men ought to pray. He, he could have just left that always out. But uh uh-uh. uh, he saw it necessary to emphasize how often men ought, men always ought to pray. Always ought to pray. The word ought is supposed, right? Man is supposed to always pray. Say this. We say, I'm supposed to I'm supposed always, always pray. pray. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to njalu, njalu. tandas. Amen? Yes. Say, say this. Say, God, God does not get tired of my prayers. God. All right. Number three. Is it three or two? No. Are you sure yes. here on. number two lack of faith we spoke about faith yes last week so number the second reason why our prayers are hindered is because of lack of faith hebrews 11 verse 6 the bible says it is impossible to please god without faith amen Without faith, we cannot please God. And he goes on to say that for he who comes to God must believe that God exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Say God rewards faith. faith. Say God responds to faith. faith. Amen? James chapter 1. James chapter 1. The lack of faith will hinder our prayers. James chapter 1. It says here, verse 2, my brother, no, not verse 2, verse 5. If any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But when he asked, verse 6 says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting let him ask how so if you don't have faith don't ask god hello now now let me ask you a question the prayers that you made in faith versus the prayers that you made outside of faith which ones are more if we were to be honest In the prayers that you've made in your life, do you have more prayers that you made without faith? Against the prayers that you made in faith, or you have more prayers that you made in faith and few in doubt. I know you don't want to answer that. I'll answer it for you. (laughs) Your prayer list is full of Prayers with no faith. And you have few prayers that you've made in faith. And that's why you have a long list of unanswered prayers. Because any prayer without faith will not be answered. Any prayer without faith is a waste of time. You're wasting your time, you're wasting God's time, and you're wasting the demon's time. The demons don't even have to attack your prayer because I, it's got... It, listen, it, it's not going anywhere. You know, the, you know, the, the, the demons, they, they come and they want to attack and you're praying, they're... They, they, oh, it's motionless cut, you know. <laughs> Hello? Are you with me? He says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. So in other words, before you go make your request known to God, deal with your unbelief, deal with your doubt, deal with your lack of faith. Inject some word in you and, and, and develop that faith, increase that faith, walk on your faith, get rid of doubt, get rid of unbelief. So that when you step out to make a request, you know that you are fully persuaded that that which you are asking, the Bible says this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen? Amen. That confidence that we have in him is the faith that we have. Don't ask God if you do not have confidence. You have to have confidence. If you are here at Christian Grove yesterday, you would have learned the three things that uh, God helped Abraham with in order to bring the promise to, to, the promise to pass. Now, God gave the promise to Abraham when he was 75 years old. But now, 34 years later, the promise had not yet come to pass because Abraham knew the promise but he did not know how to bring the promise to pass. You see, this book here is a book of promises. And the reason why we're we're not seeing those promises come to pass is because we are not applying the principles God taught Abraham to bring the promise to pass. And even when we apply these promises, we do it occasionally. We do it only for a time. And then we give up. Or we get distracted. Christians, we get easily distracted, men. I, 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 really, I really get irritated with myself when I get distracted. I get irritated with myself when I, when I step into the flesh. It annoys me big time. I look at my room and say, Abby, what's up with you? What's wrong with you? Huh? You know the word, but you still allow these things to get to you. I don't know what's up with us. We're weak sometimes. This journey, this life, is not for the faint-hearted. It's not for the weak. It, it, it takes courage to, to serve God. It takes courage to walk by faith. It takes courage to do ministry. He said to Joshua, only be strong and courageous. God told him to be strong and courageous. The people told him to be strong and courageous. They said, just be strong and courageous. We will do what you say, but just be strong and courageous. It takes courage to do this thing. You can't do this thing halfway through. No. It's either you are in or not. Otherwise, we're going to be going around circles, year in and year out, and we're seeing no fruits, no results. Okay, come down now, Pazavi. It's not that bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Number three, lack of faith. I'm not going to say much on faith. We, we, we know a lot on faith. Amen. We teach a lot on faith in this church. Lack of, number three. The, the third reason is a lack of patience. Lack of patience. We're still in James, look at chapter one, verse two. James one, verse two. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Verse three says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces Patience. The testing of your? does what? Uh, are you guys hearing what you're saying? The testing of your? Okay, here's my question. How is faith tested? Hmm? Trials. Huh? Talk to me now. So trials... Test faith. So, you understand me that trials are good? Trials are good. According to the Bible, trials are good. Because if you want patience, okay, let, let, let's read this thing. You know, sometimes we are, we are in a rush when we read the Bible. It says. Counted all joy when you fall into various trials. That's tests, temptations, and trials. All right? Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So, if you want patience to be produced, what is the method according to Scripture? comes as a result of tested faith. Faith is tested by problems. I think trials is, is, is really... Uh, uh, problems. I don't know what a problem is. What is a problem in your life? What you define a problem as? I don't know. But if, 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 if lack of money is a problem, that's good. If no job is a problem, that's good. Huh? If sickness is a problem, good. Huh? Uh, come now, give me, give me more problems. Give me problems. If your children, children are misbehaving, good. It's a problem. Yeah? If you cannot afford your, your rent, problem, good. Your marriage, if there's problems in your marriage, good. Yes, good it's good it's good hey, tante, 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 what is the Bible saying it says counted all joy now the problem is that we don't believe the Bible that's our problem we we, we like twisting what God is saying God says Count it all joy when you have problems because he says problems will produce patience because patience is needed for your prayers to come to pass I don't believe I don't believe. You don't believe me. Uh go to Hebrews, 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 Hebrew 612. Hebrews 612. Hebrews 612. Wow. 6, Maybe we'll come back here. Hebrews 612, please. Moment, My Mamen. My man. Um 11. let Let's start from eleven. That you do not become sluggish. Let's start from eleven. You have eleven or must we just continue start here? No eleven. Okay. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Woo! Until the end. Until the end. There's patience there. Continue. Until the end. What? That you do not become sluggish. Tell the person next to you, say, don't be sluggish. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate, copy, those who through what? Faith and? What happened to them? They? Say this to me. Say, I inherit the promises through faith and patience. How does faith come? By hearing the word of God. How does patience come? He just told us how patience come. He just, if you want patience, he told you, how to have patience. He says, rejoice when you go through hell. <laughs> now, nah. And then he said, in this world, I have what? You will face what? Uh-huh. Persecutions. Trials and tribulations? Perse- persecutions. But don't lose your mind, he says. Don't lose your mind because believers don't lose their minds over problems. We don't lose our minds over problems. I, 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 I feel like I should stay here. Because i I, I'm not, I don't I don't feel like I'm going I'm getting through to you. No, I I, I sense a resistance. I, I promise you, I feel a resistance. I, I feel that you want to downplay this thing. Like, yeah, Pastor Kia there is no Agire marevele You know, th- th- this is the reason why. Our behavior when we go through stuff change. This is why we are not consistent in who we are. Uh, when things are going well, we are all rejoicing and happy and in faith. But when things go wrong, we change. So circumstances define us, define our behavior. God expects us to be consistent. Whether it's dark, whether... The sun is shining, weather is good. We must be consistently the same. When we are the same consistently, we are, we are not moved by things. That, that's why we fall apart when we hear rumors of people gossiping about us. It really gets to us, we get annoyed. We lose our peace, we lose, we can even leave the church because someone gossiped about us. Really? Really? It's like our whole world falls apart because someone said something about you. And in most times, we disagree with what they said about us. So why do you want to be moved by a lie? Hey? i know you know what they said is not true. Why is that moving you? Why are you bothered with a lie? When you are moved by what people say, it's an indication that you don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. And you, and, and you do not know, the Bible says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. What, 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 but you guys keep wrestling against flesh and blood. Well, I wonder why I say we don't believe. The Bible says, don't wrestle with people. But you wrestle with people. Well, now What the Bible says, you do the opposite. So if God... Maybe, maybe God should have done it the other way. Or if I want them not to wrestle with people, I must tell them to wrestle with people. Because they always do the opposite of what I say. If I want them to pray, I must tell them not to pray. If I want them to forgive, I must tell them not to forgive. Because these human people... They do the opposite of what I say. Why? Why, Sengi? Do you ever really have a conversation with you? I do. I I really do. A lot of times, I do it while I'm driving. I I do while I'm driving or while I'm in the mirror. I I have conversations with this guy, and I'm like, "Bruh, is this really? Is that really a big deal? Are you really? Are you really? Are you really gonna do what you're thinking of doing?" Hmm. And all the scriptures, they start coming. Where are we? The, the, we call this the power twins faith and patience. They go together. Whenever you're going to ask God for something, make sure you have this guy with you. Don't ever show up in prayer without this guy. This guy must be present, though. If this guy is absent, forget about the answer. Huh? No, I want instant results. That's not up to you. That's up to him. Amen? Amen, family? Patience. And it's difficult to have patience in this world today because everything is on first mood. Even even when the phone, the internet is, is slow, we get irritated. It annoys us. We, we don't want to change the phone. Because we want to press, hala, there is it, press, there is it. Huh? When, 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 when uh, we want fast chargers, yeah, I, I want to put it, it is empty, but full. We want, we want everything fast. Are you with me? When the robot is red, we are impatient. Come on. Huh? Even with the microwave that is fast, we are impatient with how fast it is. <laughs> that thing is supposed to make things to speed up, right? I mean, imagine if you had to put the stove on and then you warm the food. Microwave, three minutes ah uh-uh, ah 1 minute 30 seconds stop stop it and even after you've you've warmed them from the warm microwave let them to cool down a bit don't eat immediately ah me i ah yeah i must wait again i've been waiting for this thing to Take it out. It's warm, I See some smoke. Bare bare. Let it cool down a little bit. Maybe for about a minute or so. I don't know what the reason for that is, but my daughter always tells me, "No, Daddy, don't eat it immediately." When it comes to let it, I don't know bare. It, it takes out whatever you have microwave. I don't know where is she. Hmm? Why where, where is she? What? Where? Uh, taking pictures. Are you hiding? What does what was the reason for not eating the food immediately from the from the microwave? Tell me now. You told me that. All right. Oh, the other day she said, "Daddy, please stop discussing our home business on the pulpit." <laughs> And, and sometimes like, no, daddy, no, I don't want to tell you things because you're going to talk about them on the pulpit. <laughs> now she's looking at me like, how can you tell them that I said that? <laughs> I'm like, baby, I don't have stories to entertain the church. You are the only one. <laughs> All right. Are you hearing my point? Patience. The Bible says, those who wait upon the Lord will do what? They will renew their they will be mount up as wings as eagles, right? They will run and they will not faint. Those who what? must love waiting, guys. He said, Wait! city, until you are clothed with, wait, don't rush, wait, go to the pastor, yo, I feel a ministry in the inside of me, and the pastor says, wait, and you you take offense, and then you want to run, running without being clothed, we are naked, come back, Here's here's your clothes here. You're not even aware that you're naked. You're naked. You're naked of his power. You're naked of his his, covering. Which means you lack the grace for the office. And when the devil attacks you now, and you're not clothed, and your family is not clothed, because... You just went, you were not sent. Amen, family? Amen. Hebrews ten thirty-six was there? Did we read Hebrews ten? Hebrews ten thirty-six. For you have need of patience endurance so that after you have done the will of god you may receive the promise see the promise point number four Woo! four i ah, know let's keep four you want four okay it's your fault <laughs> <That is it. laughs> Go to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Actually, I'm already out of time and four is very important. In fact, they are all important, but four is important. Second Corinthians two. Then the fourth hindrance. To prayer is offense in your heart. Offense in your heart. Second Corinthians two, verse eleven. The Bible says, Let's start from verse ten. Now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Lest Satan should take advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his Devices. He says, let Satan should take advantage of us. Offense is a trap by the enemy. Offense gives place for the devil. It gives access to the devil. My man this is one of the most effective weapons of the devil that he's been using throughout and he keeps on winning because of offense even satan was offended for him to become satan lucifer are you with me now The devil has strategies. It says here, for we are not ignorant of his strategies. We are not ignorant of his devices. But but we are. I told you. What the Bible says, don't we do that? We do another. The the Bible says we are not, we should not be ignorant of the devil's strategies. Marie, we keep on falling in this trap. You know why? Because the, the, the devil is not, he's very clever, this guy. The Bible says he's, what, he's cunning. Right? He's, very, he's very clever. He's not going to come in a way in which it's obvious with you. Are you with me? He, he's not gonna, he knows that you know the word. And he knows, let me put it this way. He knows you know the word. And he knows that you know it when maybe I am misrepresenting the word as the pastor. And he can use me representing the world to offend you. But the Bible says, God says, don't take it. Don't take it. Offense, one thing that is guaranteed. Offense will always be given. But do not take it. Refuse to take it. Don't take it. Take your healing. Take your blessings. Don't take offense. Don't take it. Refuse to take it once you take it there are other things that cannot work once offense is taken there are things that will not work first peter first peter 5 7 i said offense is guaranteed to come I was telling them yesterday, even at Christian growth, I said, an offense, don't think it's going to come from your enemy. It's obvious. Hmm? Offense will come to the ones you trust, the ones you love. Offense is just next to you. It's in your house. <laughs> offense is here in the church. Your pastor may be your offender. I will offend you. I will offend you. Don't put that pressure on me that I will never offend you. There's too much pressure. I will offend you. And in fact, I want to offend you. So I can, so I can see the real you. If anyone comes and says, Pastor, you offended me, I'm like, hallelujah! And if you get offended and you're still here, awesome. I can write a book of the offense. How offended I've been from where... In fact, not even from where I I came from, where my church. I can tell you about how many times you have offended me. Luna. (laughs) (laughs) Luna. Are you with me? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Huh? Pastor KG offended me two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 He offended me. I, I'm telling. I'm he knows he offended me two weeks ago. He knows because he came and apologized. He knows. He knows. Yeah. He was that? He accepted. He knows, yeah, he knows. He knows, he accepted. I, I can tell you. <laughs> so but do Don't go there. I'm going there. All right, okay. Um first Peter five seven. First Peter five seven. Eight, actually, eight, eight. In fact, let's start it here, because this is where actually, this is, this is the reason why. Casting all your cares, all your worries on the Lord, for he cares for you, okay? Verse, be sober. Now, now, now you know, God, 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 God does not just write things in jail. Go back to seven, go back to seven. Uh, keep be sober in mind, Casting all your cares upon him. For he cares for you. Next verse. Be sober. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Casting all your cares upon him. For he cares for you. Next verse. Be sober. I know. Take it back. They're not getting it. They're not getting it. Uh, Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Okay. This side. Let's see. Casting. To cast is to throw. Nah? God says, throw all your worries to me. He didn't say give me. uh uh-uh. Don't give them. Because when you give, you know, you know, he wants this thing to be a very fast action. You know, slow, giving is very slow for the Lord. Don't give me your cares. Cast them, throw them. Because when you throw them, you can I cannot throw something to Pastor Tapelo when he's just here. I can just, you know, can, no no no. I must throw because he's far. You know, cast. <laughs> Are you with me? He says, Cast all, 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 all. Throw away all. All all, all your worries, all your concerns, all your troubles. He says, Throw them to me. All your cares, things that you care about, things that are concerning you, that concerns you. He says, Throw them to me. Cast all your care upon the Lord, for he cares. be Rhyme, rhyme. Cast all your care, because the Lord cares. Cast all your care, because the Lord cares. Amen? Cast all your care upon him. You want to take a picture of daddy? <laughs> Cast all your care upon him, for he cares. For he cares. Now, 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 look at the next verse. Be sober. Don't be drunk in your cares. When you are... Overwhelmed. What was my dictionary? When you are overwhelmed by problems... <laughs> you are drunk. You are not sober. In other, and when you are not sober, you, you can't make proper decisions. When you are not sober, have you ever seen a drunk person? Nothing matters to them but their state. The state in which they are in. Uh, they, they don't care about anything else because they are just consumed by drunkenness. So the Bible says we must be sober. And we must let go of the cares to be sober. So when we are always thinking about problems, thinking about things that worries us, we become intoxicated. Are you with me? They affect our judgment. They, are, they affect our living. They affect our decision-making. They affect our peace. We, we behave according to those things. Are you with me? Be sober, be vigilant. Here's that word again. Be vigilant, be on guard, be away, Be away. Why? Because there's a trap there. Be sober, be vigilant. There's a trap there. Listen, whenever you are so preoccupied with problems, there's a trap there. There's a trap there. When all you think about is your problems all you think about is worries there's a trap there so he says be sober be vigilant be aware be on guard because your adversary who is the devil he is walking about like a roaring lion he's not a lion he just walks about like it how does a lion walk how does a roaring lion walks when he's looking for his prey how does he walk it's sneaky. Uh, and and, and have, you, have, you, have you ever heard that sound it makes? Listen, by animals, they freeze when they hear the, the, the lion makes that noise. That's not the roar, eh? It's not the roar The roar is "ah. <laughs> it, it, when it goes, uh, it's a roar. It's a Oh okay. Where So So other animals, they freeze. They, 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 they freeze. They choke. They choke. Your problems. Oh, I thought I heard a, a keyboard. <laughs> Your problems will choke you. Seeking whom he may devour. He's seeking whom he may devour. Whom he may. Whom who may. Whom he may. The one which he may is the one in which he succeeds to devour. I mean, I made a decision a long time. He's never going to succeed with me. No, I was not calling you. I, thought, I said I thought I heard you play. Of... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to finish this thing. Seeking, seeking whom he may devour. He's seeking whom he may devour. You know why? Because he cannot devour everyone. Because some... Are vigilant, some are sober, some are making sure. Are you with me? Some are making sure they are, they are on guard. But some they hold on forgiveness, they take offense, they don't pray. They don't do the word. So obviously it's going to devour those people. John 14. John 14. Verse 1. John 14 verse 1. We're going to read it together. Are you ready? Ready? Read. Let not your heart be troubled. That's all I want. Do what? Let not your heart be troubled. Who, who, whose job is this? Uh, is, it, is it scriptural to pray a prayer, Father, please don't let my heart be troubled. That, that's not a scriptural. That, that, that prayer is wrong. Because God told you what to do with your heart. He said, Don't let it be troubled. Don't let it. We're not, Don't let it. So if if he would not have said, Don't let it if it was impossible for it, if there was no possibility for it to be troubled. He says, Don't let it, because there, there will come opportunities for your heart to be troubled. But he says, Don't let it. Don't let it. Don't let it. Don't, don't let it be troubled. Because a trouble, God cannot walk with a troubled heart. And the word cannot exist in a troubled heart. A troubled heart is a wordless heart. It's a, word, it's a heart with no word. That's why our slogan, Proverbs 4, 23, it says, above all else, do what with your heart? Do what with your heart? Even in marriage, got your heart in marriage. Hey, sp- spouses offend each other. Huh? Spouses offend. We offend each other in marriage. They say marriage is the best place to expose you to you. If you really want to know who you are, shut away. Shut marriage. Ah, you busy busy hard now. I've got patience. I'm a child of God. I'm never offended. <laughs> Shout <Shatter-in. laughs> <Shatter-in>. am <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys thought I was going to say. (laughs) Marriage. I was a man of God. I used to think that now I'm a powerful man of God. I'm a man of faith. I used to think nothing moves me. And then I got married. (laughs) (laughs) Then I got married. Marriage will show you areas that needs attention. And when marriage shows you those things, believe it. M- most times, we don't want to believe it because we blame it on the person. So the focus is on the one who offended us in marriage. We think we are fine, but uh-uh, the problem is that one. Uh-uh. uh-uh. You are the problem. Where well, now? Where well, now? You are the problem. Me, now I'm the problem. Hello? Um, <laughs> Mongezi, you are the problem. You are Charles' problem. No, no, sorry, sorry. You are Mongezi's problem, not Charles. Charles, you are Charles' problem. You are your own. Mongezi is not. You are your own problem. I'm going to <laughs> I don't wanna rush this thing. I think I'm gonna end it here. So it's gonna come along next week. And maybe it's gonna come along next week. So it's gonna be as songs I, i gonna start from scratch. But it's gonna take the car. The foot. Am, I, am, I, am I finished? Ab- Proverbs 423. Please put it on the screen. Say Proverbs 423. Look at what God says you should do with your heart. Oh guys, you know, Lord, let me stop making jokes, man. Let me give these people this thing the way the way the way is is abundant in my heart. Proverbs 423. It says, above all else. Huh? More than anything. With all diligence. Give me all translations. All translations. With all diligence. Keep your heart. With all diligence. Keep your heart. Guard your heart. Protect your heart. Your heart. Your heart. Give me another translation, please. Above all else. Pastor Paul. Above all else. Now, what does the word above mean? When it says above all else, what does that mean? That must be your number one priority. In other words, when it comes to protecting, your heart is number one. I know you've got alarms at your house. I know you've got passwords on your card, passwords on your phone, you even have a password on your phone, you have a password also on the WhatsApp app. Guru, you are guarding with all diligence. You are guarding with all diligence. With all diligence. Yeah. <laughs> Above all else, What is that else? Else anything that is important to you, above everything that is important to you, your heart must be guarded. Above everything that you guard, above everything that you protect, above everything that your heart must be the number one thing that is guarded. Guard your heart. And then he tells you why. He says, for everything flows from it. Everything flows from your heart. Everything, your life is a result of your heart. The condition of your heart determines the condition of your life, of your prayer, of your faith. The condition of your heart determines the success of your marriage. the condition of your heart your marriage is the way it is because of your heart you are eating the fruits in your marriage of your heart above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it your finances flows from it Your children flow from it. Your your relationships with your people around you, they flow from it. Your effectiveness in in ministry flows from it. Uh, Your your, your marriage flows from it. Everything, 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 everything flows from your heart. Your your heart is the factory of of your life. Your heart is the factory of your life. Your heart. That's why God says, protect it. Protect it. Don't let everything come in and out of your heart as it pleases. Ah uh-uh. there are certain things you must keep out of your heart. Offense wants to come. Hey 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 hey! Can take my bum, but not my heart. Excuse <laughs> me. That's why uh, we are not live streaming. Eh? Sh- <laughs> Marie, you didn't want me. Again. Ah, Maribel, what's wrong with what I'm saying? Out of my heart. Protect your... Guys, 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 please. I-, I wish I could be open with you and tell you opportunities of offense that I've had in my life. And I'm not talking about from my enemies. I'm not talking about from people that don't matter. I'm talking from those that I look up to. I'm talking about those that are important in my life. I'm talking offense coming from people that I could not afford to take offense because I knew a lot concerning my life depends on how I relate with them. But why would the devil attack me with offense from Someone who don't matter. He knows I'm not going to take it. He will bring offense from who matters the most. That is the test. That is the test. That is the fight. I can't fight offense from someone who don't matter to me. But I will fight offense because it's coming from someone who matters to me. Are you with me? Please don't take offense. Every family, you grew up in families. How many times have you been offended in your family? Did you leave and go and go live in the street? Hello? You know. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got two uncles. I've got two uncles who, I've got three uncles, so there's the other two. I've never really seen them, you know, together, getting along and happy and stuff like that. You know, I've always wondered, do these guys get along? So I spoke to this other uncle who is my, the, the youngest uncle, Sammy. Come German, those two. man, the way you are with them, they are not like that with each other. I okay, got It looks like they don't like each other. He says to me, yeah, they've been like that, even when we grew up. Mary, touch one one. Well. <laughs> touch one of them. You will see how united they become. Come from wherever and do something to one, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. So I said, So they don't, he says, No, they don't, they don't like each other. They don't get along. But touch one. I'm like, That's weird. So that's how I want us to be. We may not get along. We may not see eye to eye. We, not, we may not agree. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, are you with me? Because things will happen that will divide us. Things will happen that will interfere with us and distract us. But let's not forget who we are. We are one. We are united. We are of the same encode. We will disappoint each other. We will hurt each other. We will offend each other. But we are not going to take the offense. Amen, family? Tell the person next to you say, do not take offense.